0: Oh, nerds
1: and junior ambassadors, boys and girls of all ages, we're nerds and uh, we're pretty proud of it. You're entering the Nerd United Nation's podcast.
0: Never apologize for being nerdy.
1: All things geek are up for grabs.
0: Because unnerdy people never apologize for being assholes.
1: Here's your Ambassadors, Melissa Nicholson and Jared Boots. Hello, Junior Ambassadors, nerds and nerds of all ages, and welcome to a, uh, I'm going to call it an out-of-this-world episode of the Dad Nation's podcast, uh, coming to you live from a galaxy far, far away. I am your Ambassador to the Midwest United States, Jared Boots, and with me as always is my... Uh, Ambassador to the Great White North of Canada, I'd say like the hawk of planet Earth most times of the year, uh, Miss Melissa Nicholson. Melissa, how are you doing today?
0: <laughs> I mean, that hoth is pretty accurate, so <laughs> we we ride our tauntauns to uh, Tim Hortons, you
1: know. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. You ride your tauntaun to Timmy's. Yeah. <laughs> But
0: yeah, besides that, uh, I'm doing pretty good, and I'm super excited to have this chat today.
1: Oh, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. So we have a very special guest with us today. Um, as you can tell from the title of the episode, we are talking about Star Wars and Star Wars Celebration. And this uh, this episode came as a suggestion from a friend and a listener, and today's guest, a college friend of mine. So I've known. Janelle, now almost 15 years now, <laughs> a little more than that. But uh, oh please welcome to the show, uh, Janelle. Janelle, welcome.
2: Thanks so much, Jared. Wow, it's it's been a wow. Thinking it's been that long ago. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think this year would be my 15 year. Yeah, like yeah. so graduated in 07, So, like, holy shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, Jer- Jared and I were both in the computer graphics program at University of Dubuque in Dubuque, Iowa. So, so yeah, um, well, I um, just came off a celebration. Um, it was at the end of May this year, and, um, oh, my gosh, it was a blast. But uh, I'll first begin um, with how I got all into this. Um so I, my love of Star Wars started like when they were re-releasing uh, the movies to uh, theater and to VHS. And my first encounter was watching Star Wars with my best friend, Anna, um, via v- VHS. So um, that's what got started. Um the love of Star Wars, but then I also had, uh, cousins who were older than me. Um, we passed down toys and stuff, and, um, because they were older than than me, uh, they had, um, the experience of the Star Wars movies, like, when they came out. Um, so, uh, getting that love of Star Wars passed on to me as well from my cousins. And that's how I got involved with star wars celebration um and my first celebration was actually in two thousand nineteen um it was uh, the uh Frank um who was the head of the uh diorama studio uh he he had been doing this uh, the, he had gotten this crew together since like celebration two of uh the Diorama workshop where uh each at each celebration uh t- or uh focus was picked like um in twenty nineteen it was Scarf um but they've done like Endor, they've done uh Hoth, they've done they've done multiple like different planets and and or different uh, scenes. And so this has been, it's one of the longest running uh, parts of Star Wars celebration is this diorama build. And so over the course of the four days of the celebration, people come into the booth and we give them tools, we give them uh, supplies, and we give them like general direction like for example this year we did the mandalorian seasons one and two where we did a scene from each episode and so in order to build that uh, we had different uh, build projects for sort of different levels of people like for little kids who wanted to just paint we had um, where you built like Uh, buildings out of like cardboard and form board and then for the scenes and then for people that were a little bit more skilled in painting or older, um, we gave them more flexibility with building uh, ships or building more complex scenes um, like like making trees for the forest scene where Ahsoka um, first encounters the Mandalorian, and um, and so and then for like the ones that are like really geared into like painting miniatures and such like that, uh, we have uh, little figurines, minis that actually came from Atomic Mass Fancy Flight Games, which is owned by Asmodee, and they sponsored us. Um, and we've had a partnership with them for years, um, in regards to getting help with, uh, getting these like little miniatures and these minis come from like the fancy flight games, like Legion. Um, atomic mass has now taken that over, but also Imperial assault. So these are small figures and everything's like built to scale around these figures. So we have we host uh, workshop classes during the celebration where people can come in and learn about painting miniatures and paint uh small miniatures and the great thing is that at the end of celebration um we have this whole scene built and ev- and everybody can come through the booth and look at it and then we give back the pro- the whatever the kids or are- adults whatever they built they can come at the end of celebration and take it home with them and that can include like um there was um you know the mountain scenes where the Jawas had the sand crawlers um and they were um getting that egg and um yeah people were taking home like scene like uh landscape scenes like those mountains or the grassy sort of hills and rocks where Grogu was meditating like people took home like background scenes from that but then people also took home like smaller things like uh the mini that they painted or the ship that they painted or the little building that they made for uh the um freedom town or or navarro scene so um basically uh you come in be creative. Um, you have some guidance and stuff, but um, basically you're, you're mimicking what they did in the initial star Wars movies and what they did even like now in the Mandalorian, I went to the Mandalorian experience at star Wars celebration this year. And they mentioned where they made, you know, background scenes with like covers from a age jar or like just integrating like uh just found objects or or using like simple supplies like cardboard or foam board to make like these like amazing sceneries in the background and stuff and it kind of helps uh kids and adults be creative and also see like hey i can I can do this and stuff I, and what's great about the diorama booth is that it's it's one of the few things that is like free at star Wars celebration to enjoy. Like you just go into the booth. You can spend as much time as you want. And there's, there's tables, there's chairs. So you get off your feet, um, which is nice (laughs) during the course of celebration where you're mostly on your feet all the time, going from uh, exhibit, walking the exhibition hall on cement or going to panels. It's, it's, it's really nice. It's just like, creative and just really nice to just sit down and there's people that come back like every time we have it like there was a brother and sister that had did it initially at celebration two was there was our first one and uh they did it in celebration two and then and that was like in 2002 and they keep on coming back and now they're like You know in their like 30s and and 40s and stuff um and they keep coming back and doing like a build and stuff which is really nifty um now uh this year um was the first year of the diorama build under new under new leadership um so frank who had done the diorama workshop Uh, 2019 was his last year. Um, He decided to retire from Celebration. He had been doing them, you know, since Celebration 2 and stuff since 2002. So he had been doing them for like 17 years and he decided he wanted to focus on his diorama workshop uh, website where he posts like how to build uh, certain scenes and give ideas to people who want to like maybe like create a scene for their collectibles or miniatures or, or for their gameplay with the mini games like Legion. Um, so um, it was under new, th- new leadership this year. So then it got rebranded to uh, Diorama Events, which uh, it's like diy orama events. events. Um, and so the goal of this, um, and they had new Uh, two co-leaders, Jamie Follis and Alyssa Peer. And the goal of this is besides Star Wars celebration, they want to like bring like the experience to like maybe other cons and stuff where, you know, not just Star Wars, but maybe at a different con, build a Marvel scene or at a different con, build like something from, you know, the Batman universe or, you know, or it's it's the possibilities are endless and but um, yeah, so it's it's really enjoyable. It's a fun thing that people look forward to at celebration. Um, the diorama website is diyoramaevents.com. events dot com so DIY events dot com and you can find out more information there and see pictures from like uh, previous builds, and then if you go on YouTube and look up uh, DIY Orama or events, um, you'll see the final build of the Mandalorian seasons. Um, we did seasons one and two, and you can see it goes through all the different scenes, including uh, the final scene where we actually built. Uh, it was, I think, it was nine foot. Um, Imperial ship, where uh, Luke comes on and uh, meets Grogu for the first time, and that ship is actually um, we had a request from uh, Rancho Obi Wan, which is the uh, the museum that has like the largest Star Star Wars collection in the world that was started by Steve Sansweet. Um, we had his. Um, a director of the museum come down and they decided that they wanted that ship for their museum. So we, <laughs> at the end of the thing, um, we had to carefully box that up and along with all the little uh miniatures and because we had different scenes on the ship. So we had like Rogu, like sitting in his in the uh, containment. And then we also had when Luke came and uh, with his lightsaber and, you know, the death troopers. And then when they encountered, uh, you know, Grogu at the end and stuff, like we had different scenes within the ship and stuff to show all parts of that, you know, those final episodes and such. And it was, yeah, it was pretty, we were so excited when (laughs) we found out that he wanted the, uh, wanted the ship. So, So that was pretty awesome. Um, And we also had uh, Dave Filoni's wife come through uh, the booth. Um, Dave Filoni wasn't able to come through the booth himself, but he he sent his wife over to take pictures and video and talk to us, which was pretty awesome. Um, So that was great. Um, And then, We did see Ewan McGregor when he uh, dropped by to the exhibition floor. He was actually going to the Sabre uh, Cruise uh, stage, which was just, like, sort of just across from us. And so he was watching that group with their, like, lightsaber reenactments of fights and stuff so we did get to say hello there to him so <laughs> that was pretty exciting say, how, many,
1: how, how many hello there did he get that
0: weekend
2: oh my know? gosh that was great so so thursday was the big uh lucasfilm showcase i wasn't able to go to get into that panel because i was still i was working at the diorama booth and such but some people were able to get in but that was the biggest attended panel but they were they were talking about you know the obi-wan kenobi series and like i saw that they were live streaming it into the exhibition hall and i saw that people were holding up signs saying hello there and they even had they kind of the celebration itself kind of leaned into the meme and had like t-shirts that had like obi-wan serious picture and it says like hello there um so um and he was signing autographs and doing pictures um which is pretty awesome because he's he's not one that comes to a lot of cons and stuff so and then uh hayden christensen was there as well and they did a special where they brought uh uh John Williams out with a whole orchestra and did the Obi-Wan theme that he wrote for the Obi-Wan show. Um, And then it was also John Williams, I think it was his 90th birthday or 93rd birthday that same day. Anyway, they sang happy birthday to him, but before they sang happy birthday, Harrison Ford came out and they dropped the Indiana Jones, uh, uh, poster art, and then um, they played Indiana's theme. And Harrison Ford's like, I just had to come when they asked me. I had to come out here to w- wish you happy birthday and stuff because you know you're such an important part to the movies, and that was really sweet. Like that was a big surprise. Nobody knew ab- that Harrison Ford was going to be there. So, <laughs> um, and then the people that attended that Lucasfilm showcase um all got wristbands to come back that evening and watch the first two episodes of Obi-Wan before anybody else. So that that was pretty exciting.
1: I believe uh, that was the weekend that the show dropped, I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Correct. Full disclosure, I still haven't seen it yet. I'm a little behind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no worries. So... um yeah, so that was that was a good uh panel um and then um as for panels like I actually was able to attend um I I was able to attend um the Lego Star Wars panel where they announced um the Advent Calendar theme of uh, Star Wars Vacation for the Advent Calendar theme and then that's the the special that's coming out in August is a Star Wars vacation, uh, uh, animation like they did for like Halloween or Christmas and stuff. So it's a summer vacation special, and Weird Al um, is going to be in it as a Lego figure and doing the music. Nice. So they had Darth Vader and they had a, a huge minifigure with that was Darth Vader in a tank top, and then they had him playing volleyball and the volleyball was the, was the death star. So
0: <laughs>
2: it was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and then what was nifty about that panel is they gave everybody beach balls and then a little star Wars, um, uh, just a little baggie of, uh, of like the at, ad to put together. Um, and then um they also gave away, if you were one of the lucky ones that had a gold ticket underneath their seat, um, they gave away Xboxes, like either eight or nine of them, that were made of Lego, and each were themed to a different character. Like there was an R2-D2 one, there was a Ray one and stuff. But anyway, they were themed to that character, and you got an Xbox, and then you got the Skywalker Saga Lego game. It's like, oh, oh, I wish I had that golden ticket underneath my seat.
1: (laughs) How many, uh, how many cushions to the chairs got ripped off? Oh, (laughs) how many labels got ripped off?
2: (laughs) Oh, there, there was people like, there was a couple empty. There was a couple like way in the back. There was a couple like few seats in between people that were empty and people were like kind of Falling over themselves to check to see if oh maybe that seat has one and stuff but <laughs> but no it was it was great they had they had one of the uh, engineers from Denmark and stuff um, uh, talk about uh, building Lego sets or doing the concepts for Lego sets um, and then they had. Um, other people from, like, um, the video game and such like that on the panel and stuff. And I think that panel's available on YouTube for people to view, which is really nice that there's a number of panels that are, um, like, able to view and they're and they're, like, official. Like, they're not, like, somebody's cell phone, but they're actual, you know, <laughs> nice recordings of the videos. I think the Star Wars show or is it called Star Wars show, show or is it called like Star Wars today? I'm trying to remember, but anyway, the official uh, web TV show of Star Wars they were um, they had a live stage and then they would stream like the different, different panels throughout the day um, onto that stage. So, and the stage was pretty nifty. This, this stage was like built to um Look like a scene from uh, oh, I'm trying to remember what, exactly where and stuff. Um, <laughs> I was going to say them from the Mandalorian, but now I'm not for sure. But anyway, you can look it up on YouTube and stuff. But that that was pretty nifty. The live the live stage was basically in the exhibition hall, and the exhibition hall was. Huge! It, the Star Wars Celebration was at, at Anaheim uh, this past May and at the Anaheim Convention Center. So the Anaheim Convention Center is on one side of the road and you just go down the street a little bit and there's Disneyland. So, of course, I went to Disneyland too <laughs> while well, I was there. And, yes, I bought myself a lightsaber. Um <laughs> <laughs> I got the I got the Princess Leia's lightsaber from Doc Ondor's antiquities, um, and then my husband uh, actually built his own lightsaber at Savis. He did the um, the style that's like the uh, Jedi guardians, or I'm trying to. Th- remember what the the exact name of it like you're at savi's you're able to choose like from different like types like there's more of a nature one that has like a rancor tooth at the base and there's like the ones that the jedi guard the like the protect i think they call it protector um and then there's ones that's more more like closer to like typical lightsaber and stuff but that was a really cool experience, and I got to see Star Wars Galaxy for the first time. <laughs> Galaxy's Edge, Black Spire Outpost. <laughs> so they did have a Star Wars night in with celebration, but tickets for that like sold out like like months and months in advance. So so I didn't go to Star Wars night. I I went during the day and stuff, but. Yeah, so um, other than that, um, the exhibition hall, as always, was full of, um, you know, um, anything you could think of could be Star Wars. You could buy Star Wars. Like, they had office supplies that were themed to Star Wars. They had bathrobes. They had, um, you know, sideshow collectibles always have excellent, um, you know, uh, just celebration specials or like you can only get this at celebration and stuff. So um, because of the Mandalorian and such, that was a big theme. So there was a, a, a a sculpt that you could get of uh, the Mandalorian. And then um, others like Funko had their uh, diamond Grogu and stuff. So it was a, Grogu, that was, like, really sparkly and bright-colored. So a lot of people were after that at the Funko booth or trying to get that at the Celebration store, which the Celebration store was very busy and something else. Um. (laughs) Um, Like, they were actually printing T-shirts on demand at the Star Wars Celebration store. They had a company uh, come in, and they had that area kind of themed like on a, on the Starship. And they were pr- like, they had these t-shirts that some of the designs they only printed one day, but then other designs they printed all the time. And you got to pick like the t-shirt color you wanted and what design, and they'd print them like right on the spot there. You just had to wait for the t-shirt and stuff. And a lot of those were like very unique. Like I got a celebration shirt that takes on the meme of, you know, the two women that are yelling at the cat and stuff at the table, like pointing and yelling at the cat. Well, this one, instead of it's the Star Wars take on it, it had Ahsoka and I think Sabine or, or so it was Ahsoka and Sabine or a different female Mandalorian. Anyway, they were pointing at a Loth Cat. So <laughs> I, was, I was like, they just fully went in like this, like the t shirts this year. Um, they fully went into like memes, like for like Anakin's, like for, t- for a lot of the uh, Hayden Christensen Anakin, because they were celebrating uh, the. 20th anniversary of attack of the clones which i'm like oh my gosh i can't believe it's been 20 years but it has so oh,
0: so much. <laughs> i know years, my goodness.
2: <laughs> yeah so so they so they had uh they had shirts where it says like i don't like sand it gets everywhere you know and they had they sold beach towels of it they had t-shirts they had They had sandals where one sandal had Anakin on and one had Padme, and then and then when you on the bottom, if you like stepped in, you know, sand and stuff, it said like "Don't like sand" or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So they kind of leaned in the memes this year, which was I thought it was really creative. And then besides that, um, the badges this year were themed to like different locations so uh like uh like a four-day pass had a a different planet than like if somebody had a one-day sunday pass or the exhibitors had different badge art on theirs um but anyway they took the badge art and they made t-shirts from the badge art so like i got a a hoth shirt and stuff and the badge art was like really really nifty like very like Hoth was probably my favorite but then uh there was like Dagobah and Endor and Tatooine, and it was just like really unique um and then besides besides the celebration store uh the Mandalorian they had Disney had brought the Mandalorian experience there which was a showcase of like props and costumes from that were like screen used like on the on the Mandalorian uh TV show itself and what was really nifty is they had a full size uh you know the uh ship that he, not not the not the Razor Crest and stuff but uh the the one that's based on the Naboo ship and the name is fleeting me and stuff, but the silver Naboo ship, um, fighter ship. um, Anyway, they had a full-size one of those, and then up in the little bubble section, uh, they had Grogu, and it was the animatronic that they used on the show, and so somebody off to the side was controlling him, so so you would, like, say like wave to Grogu and he'd like turn and wave to you and look around. And it was like, Oh my gosh, so adorable. And, and they even brought uh, the animatronic to, I believe the Mandalorian panel talk where they had everybody there and, you know, they talked about the show, but then like right at the end, they're like, Oh, we have another special guest. And, and they bring up on, From underneath the table or the table, they brought up uh, Grogu and he's and he waves and puts up both his hands and and then he's like sits down and stuff. And it's like everybody just lost it. (laughs) They're like, oh, Grogu's actually there. Um, (laughs) So. So, yeah, just fun things like that. But um, besides the panels and you know the exhibition hall um the one of the things that i really enjoy at uh celebration is seeing all the different cosplays and um and it's not just like you know people do like really accurate screen cosplays um but then people also do their own take on stuff and um there was a cosplay where uh, uh older gentleman um was just dressed as, like, just a tatooine citizen, but then he had a walker that was actually uh, a droid that, and it said, like, an AARP was the droid name. Uh, (laughs) Just, like, unique takes like that. That was, like, oh, my gosh. And then, you know, they have, like, a lot of people. There's, like, gender swapping of characters. There's uh, people that, you know, dress up as, like, you know, minor characters, like the, uh, the, the, um, background scene characters, like, uh, the hook, the, I'm trying to remember the hood, yeah, the hood run, which is these, it was in, I think it's Empire Strikes Back, where, um, this minor character in a like orange jumpsuit is running through the hallways as they're evacuating and, and, um, he's holding like, well, it was ice cream. It was basically a, uh, ice cream maker that they just used, used in the movie. But, um, now it's known as like the cantoon safe and stuff. Um, and anyway, so then they have the running of the hoods um during celebration where all the people who dressed up like this person uh goes through the exhibition hall and and yell like ice cream, you know. <laughs> it's just really unique. <laughs> and they also had a Mandalorian wedding at the ex- at the ex- on stage at the exhibition hall which was really unique too where they the the guild that does the um the 501st as well as um other costume groups um they had uh, uh like a whole like parade of mandalorians and then they gathered um at the stage where they had a mandalorian wedding so <laughs> which which was pretty awesome <laughs>
1: nice First and foremost, I have to say you—you you make my nerd heart very happy that you were saying Grogu and not Baby Yoda. <laughs> it's Grogu. Because <laughs> I because I will tell little kids he's got a fucking name, goddammit. it. <laughs> oh gosh, I,
0: Jared's even told me that <laughs> he has a name. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, the, I I did see of the kids that were attending, like the smaller kids that were attending um, Star Wars Celebration, I saw a lot of Grogu's. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
2: but that's what's great about Celebration is like they have stuff for everybody. They, they had a kid stage and stuff. Um, they had, you know, things for like kids to do in certain areas but then they also had you know stuff that interests adults and yeah it's it's just a it's a it's probably my favorite con and stuff though i haven't been to a lot of cons but it's probably my favorite so
1: (laughs) so has any smart ass kid ever came up to your diorama booth and asked to do one of Alderan? Oh yeah, gosh. Like, a, like a bunch of rocks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we, we had to come up because, uh, we were making, uh, landscape for like, you know, the, the Jawas and the, in the, in the, uh, scene with the monster and their and, and, you know, just background mountains and like, and we were using like, uh, cardboard and, uh, you know, uh, brown craft paper and stuff and and sometimes like kids would roll up the (laughs)
1: paper and say
2: and throw it on the table and it's like look Alderaan it's like (laughs) oh
1: because when you talk about you talk about the different passes reflecting different planets I'm like Mm -hmm. I I would have the humor enough to like have a torn up one and say this is the Alderaan (laughs) pass because that is both brilliant and dark at the same time. I love it.
2: Oh my gosh. There was, there was, there was costumes and stuff that were, uh, one of the unique cosplays is that, uh, pink shorts guy, which is in the first, uh, in the initial, a new hope and stuff. There's a, there's a behind the scenes picture where this guy, because they were, you know, out in the desert filming this, there was this guy not wearing a shirt, but had these bright pink shorts and holding a boom mic and stuff. And they have now people cosplay as him. <laughs>
1: nice. Was Was there any Jean guy from uh, Mandalorian?
2: Oh, I'm I'm trying to think. There There was probably one around. I prob I I I was probably working. I I I would just. <laughs> i would just guess that somebody did that and st- stuff i can see it happening um we did think about putting gene guy in the diorama but i don't know if somebody did or not <laughs>
1: that would be great yeah we were we were allowed
2: to like for i mean it was the attendees that like did most of the stuff and there was a few things um that uh jamie Follis who uh besides um co-leading the diorama crew uh he also does on the side um his own like painting of miniatures but then also like does custom action figures on request and stuff. Um, so he's he's really talented. And I, But he, Jamie said, you know, if you want to, you can make something and hide something in the diorama and stuff. That's one of the perks of working the diorama booth is you can hide something in the diorama that's not obvious, but, you know, you know it's there or somebody might be able to pick it out and be like, oh, that's clever. So... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like I had to imagine if they, if you guys did a Game of Thrones diorama there had to be a Starbucks coffee cup in there somewhere.
2: Oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. Yeah, like oh, my first my first year um at Celebration 2019, we did uh the Scarif beach scene and there was where people uh put like stormtroopers. Like there was a scene where somebody had like a little made a little island and put in like it looked like uh i knew it was toothpicks but it looked like little palm tree sticks saying like help us and (laughs) just like and i think somebody put like a pink shorts guy and that one with a boom mic and stuff but um yeah just like little unique things and stuff like that that get into the diorama and yeah it's pretty pretty nifty we had a lot of people at the Diorama booth this year, we were pushing about 800 people coming through a day. So it was pretty crazy.
1: <laughs> it sounds like it. I, there really is no fandom like Star Wars fandom, I think, because what other fandom can you think of where the most random and mundane characters get so much love and cosplay and comics and any other format across media at all.
2: Yeah, I can't think of any. And now now celebration what used to be like where they would do it every 2 to 3 years, they're they're going to do it again next year, but it's going to be in London next year. Now the diorama crew does not they typically do not send us over, do not sponsor us to go over to overseas because of the shipping of a lot of stuff but that could change it'd be awesome if if like we could get more sponsorship and like go over there but but we're a non-profit group and you know we don't um you know we don't have um funds to like fund it all by ourselves and stuff so it has to come from either the conference itself which read pop runs the celebration conference or it has to come from sponsors like Atomic Mass, Fancy Flight, Asthma um, or, like, model, model groups and stuff, so.
1: That would be neat, because just like you'd you back where it all began.
2: I know, it would, uh, it would be nifty to go to Pinewood Studios, too. Um,
1: awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, but we'll, we'll see, um, so, uh, yeah, so a little bit of celebration was scaled back this year. I kind of felt because of, you know, the pandemic delay like it was supposed to happen in Anaheim in 2020. Well, the pandemic took care of that and then they didn't have it in 2021. So it was kind of like we didn't know if they were going to have it uh this year um because they didn't we didn't get like confirmation until like maybe January or February for the diorama group to go ahead with stuff. Um, So um, so I don't think there was as many, uh, I mean, there was a lot of people granted there and stuff, but I think like a lot of companies like didn't like put out as much or, you know, didn't announce their exclusives until like during the conference or even afterwards because you weren't for sure if it was gonna happen. Um but I know that uh I think they had over sixty five thousand people come to celebration this year despite you know ongoing pandemic. But they had they had stuff in place for um being safe in regards to you know they had a requirement of either be vaccinated or have a negative test and they encouraged mask use but you know how that goes and stuff. Um, uh, so, uh, but still, like, I thought the conference went pretty, pretty well with everything going on. So,
1: well, you you think they would have pulled all of the stops since they didn't have it last year? But I've been doing a couple of local horror conventions here in the Quad Cities, working as a celebrity helper, and people have just been coming out in droves because people just want to get out of the damn house if they're being locked up for two years.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm participating in a conference in August. That's a computer graphics conference called SIGGRAPH and like other places, they haven't had like an in-person thing since 2019. So it's kind of like, they're kind of hesitant about like, okay, is it going to happen? Is it, you know, so, and it's in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, uh, this year so you know with flights and travels and international you know things can change so it's like i hope (laughs) hope everything goes all well
1: well hopefully they hopefully canada pays their electric bill that month (laughs) oh
2: gosh they had an internet outage today and stuff i was hearing from my canadian friends did you get affected melissa
0: yeah uh internet at home was was okay but yeah, I had no um, no cell service for oh. pretty well most of the day, and yeah, a lot of the businesses and stuff here were running like cash only because none of their debit machines worked, and so yeah, we were we were definitely affected by it. <laughs> oh gosh.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm 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 hopeful that uh, Sigraf will go well this year because that's. That's a great conference. It's a computer graphics conference, um, that does like movies, animation, gaming. Um, it focuses on like the visual effects. Um, more about like how the graphics are made and, and then it, it's, it's like blossomed into like a huge thing. It's, it, it's been going on for over 40 years and stuff. Um, but Yeah, it's a great conference, a lot of good classes, panels, like behind the scenes of like how they did this character in Stranger Things or how they created this monster or, you know, it's, it's, it's a great conference and they're doing a hybrid this year, which they're doing the in person, but then you can also get tickets to do, attend it virtually and stuff. So, um. So if you're ever interested in that, uh, they also have electronic theater and stuff, and um, that's a premiere-like animation. Uh, They do gaming cinematics and animated shorts and uh, commercials also get in there, but the Electronic Theater Animation Festival is um, one of the the festivals that um, counts towards Getting an Oscar, being in the running for an Oscar in like animated short or something like that. So,
1: um, did you get a chance to see any of the? Did they have a panel of upcoming shows too in the Star Wars universe? Because uh, yeah,
2: because
1: one so, of our one of our next guests, uh, our next one of our next episodes, he's working on the Young Jedi Chronicles.
2: Oh, nice. Um, yeah, they uh, they we're talking they had uh like the Lucasfilm showcase the the big panel that was one of the first ones um you know they brought up like skeleton crew they brought up andor um there's also a animated series of um that takes place looking at um like a, like Ahsoka's like early years i mean there's it's like Tales of, Tales of the Galaxy. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, but they, yeah. So they brought out a whole slew of like, you know, this is coming, and like Bad Batch. They had a panel about, uh, Bad Batch, and they gave, and with with panels like about Andor and Bad Batch and Skeleton Crew and, and Obi One and stuff. Uh, they at the end of the panel, um they give you a ticket or when you come into the panel, they give you a ticket. So then when you, when you get done with the panel, you go to a specific area of the convention center and you get a poster, like a free poster to take home. And the bad batch poster was pretty nifty. It looks like a kind of like a old Western style poster with movie poster and uh, like drawn artwork. It's that one's really nifty. Um, see um and then uh they also had well besides that um like some there were smaller uh talks that were in like uh conference rooms and i went to the uh women of uh ILM's X Labs the the part of the company that uh deals with VR AR experiences and um that was really interesting to listen to to f- see how like uh they made like the galaxy edge vr um game and then like their take on like you know working in an industry that is still it's still like computer graphics or or technology is still kind of dominated by men but um it's getting better and uh just they had like women that had been there for a number of years, and then they had uh uh two one or two that were just starting at ILM X Lab. So, um, so that was interesting to hear like how they got into working there or what other experience they had with ILM before getting into X Lab. And then I also went to a collector's panel, and with they have a special, like, there's different avenues of of panels and talks where you could just, if you really wanted to, you could just go to different collector's panels, like, all day. Like, you could go to, like, a panel about, you know, yeah. the weird, you know, weird merchandise that comes out with Star Wars to early to, like, international merchandise to... Like uh women collecting in star wars or or uh focus on like action figures or focus on like droids. I mean there's there's so many different avenues you can like just focus on if you really wanted to and just go to all those talks, but the collectible talks, if you go to them um after the talk, you they uh give you a pin that's called star tots, and they're modeled after like, Um, like these kitty, like these kitty sort of little people toys, but then they have the Star Wars characters, and they're really cute. Um, (laughs) so pin collecting is a big thing, but then, um, besides cosplays, the other thing that really draws me to Star Wars Celebration is Star Wars swag, and they have swag crews, and it's where people like just normal attendees. Um, will, or uh, attendees that are from like a costume guild or anyway, they make their own Star Wars um, giveaways. Like it could be a pin, it could be a sticker, it could be, you know, a little trading card and stuff. But people like, or patches, patches are very popular. Um, So they make these and then um, like you're standing in line waiting for for a panel or something you can get talking to a person, they're like, Oh, you have any swag? And then you trade swag. Or even if you don't have swag to trade, they'll happily give you some. So like, I come back from star Wars celebration with like a bunch of pins, patches, you know, little trading cards and stuff that like fans made and stuff. And some of the, some of them are like, like the patches and stuff are like so detailed. And then, uh, some of the stuff is just kind of off the wall. Like, like, uh, when it was in Chicago in 2019, um, one of the, one of the attendees that was, um, there was giving away like little shot glasses that had like Jabba the Hutt as a, like a Chicago gangster holding a, you know, (laughs) it was his mugshot and stuff on the shot glass. (laughs) I mean, just really unique stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. So the swag is very, very real there and very awesome and stuff. So you could come home with a lot of stuff. And what's also nice about, um, you know, the Star Wars fans that do attend the con is, like, even, like, afterwards, like, there was a Facebook group just uh, you know it wasn't an official sponsored Facebook group or anything but just a Facebook group of like hey we're attending celebration and stuff and they had they eventually got like over like 40,000 people joining and stuff and then some people after celebration is like hey I have patches or stickers left over just DM me your mailing address and stuff and and because I was working the booth, like, a lot this time. Like, I didn't get out there to get that many much swag, so then I, like, DM'd these people, and, like, I got, like, an endor patch and sticker, and then, like, some people do, uh, depending on the location, like, there was a, I got a patch that was, like, you know, the Anaheim, you know, logo, and, but then it had, like, Anakin and stuff rather than Anaheim it had Anakin, you know, (laughs) so just, just unique stuff like that, that people are happy to like give each other and the, the talking on that, uh, group and stuff was like so helpful and stuff like, oh, you should check out this or do this or, oh, they dropped, you know, it was, the um, anniversary of, uh, a new hope and stuff the 45th anniversary, like during that, during the time of celebration. So new, uh, new, uh, products collectibles dropped at like Disneyland and stuff. And people are like, Oh, you have to go to Disneyland or to downtown Disney to check out at the trading post and stuff. Because they brought out like new star Wars t-shirts and stuff that were like based on the storyboards or the concept artwork that was done for, a new hope and so and now with it being at you know celebration Europe with it being in London they've changed the Facebook group name to Star Wars Celebration Europe and now people are giving each other you know oh tips on like where to stay and and how to get tickets and um you know how to navigate the London uh (laughs) the London underground or how to get to the convention center there and stuff so
1: there better be some epic Harry Potter or Doctor Who crossover merch next year with swag with that celebration and <laughs> if it's going to be in London
2: Oh my gosh, I've seen such such different crossovers like there was a Kermit the Frog Stormtrooper and stuff and Um, just, there was somebody dressed as like a huge Porg and oh my gosh, they're just the crossovers and the costumes are just awesome. Like one, one costume was, there was this little girl that, um, who, uh, had like a wheelchair and stuff, but, uh, she was dressed as a TIE fighter pilot and her, uh, dad had modified wheelchair in such a way that he made it look like a tie fighter like he put a fiber like he made like a fiberglass thing that went over the wheelchair that was shaped as a tie fighter and it even had lights and I was like oh my gosh your work is amazing (laughs)
1: nice
2: (laughs) it was just so unique like how people came up with different things and um Another thing that I enjoy about the conference is the droid room, which is uh, people build their own droids and they show them off at the droid room and stuff because you have all these droid builder groups. And like, I mean, yes, you have your R2-D2s, but then sometimes they do a different take on the R2-D2s or they do like uh, takes on like different uh, droids and stuff like, you know, the little mouse droid, they had a, a mouse droid there, but then you open it up and here, there's a Porg that's driving it or Baba Fink, you know,
0: <laughs> mm.
2: and they have the droids like interact with people. Like be, you'd see droids, like there's an Imperial probe droid that was going through the exhibition hall and it was huge and stuff. Um, and then they have uh, the, The droid builders also have like uh, droid races and stuff for kids to, kids and adults to like control control their own droid and do a racetrack thing. So. The
1: thing about that is, it makes me wonder, has there ever been like a Terminator droid crossover?
2: There probably has been, but. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they. Yeah, they there's all sorts of crossovers and stuff. Like, you could get lost in, like, all the cosplays and crossovers and stuff that are done for Star Wars Celebration. Like, I simply enjoy, like, come, you know, after a Celebration where people, like, post up pictures or videos from Celebration and you see all the cosplays. It's like, oh, I saw that one or, oh, I missed that one. So, um oh and one of the one of the other panels was uh the Star Wars visions panel where they um there's another version of visions coming out where it was that collection of like animated uh uh stories that were you know in the Star Wars universe but weren't necessarily like uh specific characters or 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 following like uh Uh, They were like new stories and stuff, and a a couple of them came from, like, there were seven different uh, anime studios that did these, and they're coming out with another series of Visions uh, animes, so I'm excited for that on Disney+. Plus.
1: am sorry, you said Endor, one of the cartoons coming out here? Oh yeah. Now how great would it be? Now work with me. I have a very I've had a long week, so I've had a dark sense of humor right now. Well I always have a dark sense of humor. <laughs> but what if uh that show drops on April Fool's Day next year? And it's just uh remastered uh Ewoks and Android Ewoks and Droids cartoon from the eighties. Oh <laughs> I don't know. Is there any love for the holiday special there at the Star um, Celebration?
2: You do see a couple of cosplays from that. Uh, so I guess one of the unique cosplays f- that I saw from the holiday special was th- somebody cosplayed the um, the multi-armed uh, chef. Um, I can't think of her name, but... But she's in a section of of the holiday special, and it's like just like, I mean, you wouldn't think of that character, but then when you when you saw it, it was like, oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> whipster, stir, stir whipster, whip, whip, yepster,
2: <laughs> yep. Oh, and then you, there was a couple, you know, uh, Boba Fets from that that I saw too. Um, so. So there is love for the holiday special. Um, there, even there's, there's love for like Jar Jar Binks even now. So I think people are getting a little bit nostalgia about like the prequels and stuff. So there's appreciation for Jar Jar Binks now. So
1: Well, I, I think there's been such a, a split amongst the fans over the last three films that I think it's pushing people back towards the prequel trilogy.
2: Yeah, well, and then you think of it and pe- uh, you know, the people that were that saw the prequel trilogy in theaters probably now have like kids that that are just the right age for that or they or if they didn't get whatever toys from the prequels, they can get them now. Um <laughs> reclaiming your childhood. Um yeah. But I think everybody can, you know, when we were trying to decide on, uh, what we were doing for the theme for the diorama crew, uh, it's like, well, Mandalorian and stuff like there's such a love for Mandalorian. Let's do it and stuff. And it was kind of crazy to do both seasons, but we did it. So,
1: and you got plenty of time till season three comes out too. So I say ride the wave while it's hot. <laughs>
2: Oh, goodness, but yeah, so it was an amazing experience. I would definitely, I mean, yes, tickets for Star Wars Celebration, like, are probably now all sold out by now, because they went on sale, like, June 30th, and they usually sell out pretty fast and stuff. But, you know, if you can, or if you know somebody, or heck, if you're interested in, you know, possibly being on the diorama crew and stuff, um, you know, there, there's ways where you can get involved with Star Wars Celebration, so.
1: Well, hopefully, everybody listening out there, pull all your money together, help Janelle and the company get to London next year.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so we have, um, so the Diorama crew uh, also, like, has a Facebook page and a YouTube channel and Twitter and, and Instagram. So you can see like the build in progress and then see the after builds and stuff. And it's just DIY orama events and stuff. And you'll find it there. So.
1: Nice. Uh, Melissa, do you have any questions for Janelle?
0: Uh, you were t- uh, like talking about, um, you know, the different cosplays and things and, um, uh, what was your, from the class plays that you did see, what was your favorite one?
2: Um, geez, it's hard, but, um, I did, I did really like, uh, the, the little girl as the TIE fighter pilot and using her, um, mobility device as a, a as a TIE fighter. I thought that was very unique. Um, and then, um, th- there was There was this, uh, I, there was this, uh, dad that had the, this kid was, this kid was probably not even a year old, but, uh, had a crocheted, uh, Princess Leia costume and then had crocheted, you know, hair buns and stuff on top. It was like, oh my gosh, like the little girl looked like a doll and stuff. Um, so that was really cute. And then um probably like um older one of the older person's uh costume was I I I really liked the guy that had the AARP walker droid and stuff that was that doubled as a walker and then it also had like a little I V bag and stuff and it was painted in the AARP colors, you know, the red and the white and it's just so unique.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, love the, I love the creativity of, of people, and especially when they're, you know, such passionate fans about something, and just the, you know, the, the creativity that goes into that, and the thought, like, you know, their their line of thinking, like, just, you know, whether it's doing, you know, your screen accurate cosplay, or, you know, uh crossover or their own take on it. It's always just absolutely incredible.
2: Yeah. And the Diorama booth also doubles as costume cosplay repair because we had glue guns and scissors and, you know, and tape and all sorts of stuff. So if somebody like broke their lightsaber or something happened and stuff, we could help them like glue it and,
0: and fix it right on site there. <laughs>
1: That's an important service I think every con needs. Yeah. I, I wouldn't imagine you guys were on a gang bus. Cause first of all, it's something free to do. Mm-hmm. And second, there's places to sit down.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was a big thing. And um, yeah, it, like people, there was people, there was like, you know, adults there with their, kids and they were just happy to be sitting or there were some people that I mean yeah they painted or they or they're like can I just sit and like watch you guys you know or or there were some people that even just like watch some of the classes it's like sure and stuff you can come and sit and stuff so they had like you know a table there and and they could just like you know find their
1: chair and put their feet up for a little bit you know <laughs> Like, some of the parents are like, oh, this will keep the kid quiet for five, ten minutes.
2: <laughs> well, we had, you know, we had uh, booth helpers and stuff that would, like, you know, guide the kids through, like, making mountains or making buildings and stuff. So then the parents could, you know, take, you know, take a take a break and just, you know, uh, relax at the table, you know, be, be there in case their kid had questions or wanted to. Or you know, wanted to show them something and stuff um but um yeah we, we had a lot of people at the booth that would you know be able to help out and guide kids through if they couldn't like do the do the um instructions or or needed help with building and stuff so it's 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 great, and then we get to talk to the parents or or talk to the adults. there's a lot of adults that just come in and paint because it's kind of a you know this the con scene gets like really busy there's lots of noise there's you know do this and that and it's just kind of nice to just sit and just like paint you know just relax take a break from the con and just paint <laughs>
1: That sounds nice. Well, all the cons I go I go to, all I do is sit because I'm a celebrity helper. So I just sit at the table and take money and, <laughs> and make small talk.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but but it's really cool finding out where people are are coming from and, and finding out oh they've been you know doing Star Wars diorama for a number of years and grown up with it and now are bringing their own kids to it and. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh,
2: it's a fantastic experience. Like if you can get to a celebration, go to it and stuff, whether attending or working at it and stuff,
1: that would be fun. Mhm. That would that would
0: be a lot of fun. I I haven't been to uh many conventions. Like the only two I've I've been to is uh the horror and paranormal convention Scarefest in Lexington Kentucky and then uh, michigan paracon which is a paranormal convention and so i would absolutely love to go to like just a full-on like nerd convention and like this star wars one sounds really awesome yeah so i would definitely adding this to my list of, of things i want to do <laughs> yeah it's
2: really- it's it's fantastic, and it's and it's kind of nice when they have it in Anaheim because then you can go over to Disneyland and, you know, enjoy the Star Wars there now and stuff. Like, I did the Rite of Resistance and stuff and the Smuggler's Run, and then, you know, I had my blue milk and my Ronto wrapper. And
1: <laughs> nice. You got to have the blue milk.
2: Yeah, or you could choose green. My, my husband did green and stuff, but I chose blue, so... <laughs>
0: you gotta pick the blue, the green that's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> and the you mentioned the 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 Mandalorian experience. Now what was um, I've gone to a like um, Star Wars experience I we actually went to in Ottawa and it was a whole thing of like they had um, they actually had kind of a theme thing where you could go through you made a little character. And they could kind of created a little story for them as you went through and you could check out like all the, um, the screen memorabilia, like all the stuff that they used in the film, um, different characters, the ships and stuff. And you'll see like the early concept art and you kind of went through and is that sort of the same thing or is it just like the screen character stuff?
2: Um, it was mostly, like, what was used on the screen from, like, models of ships to, like, full-on props and, uh, f- like, full-size ships and then costumes and stuff. Um, they, they had, they kind of went through, like, the seasons and stuff, uh, so, um, like, you, you saw, like, you, the, uh, J- the jaw was, you saw like the, the, the egg that was used on screen. You, um, but it was more, it was more like showing the, the props and also kind of a little bit like how they, how they made certain scenes and stuff. Like there's, there's a number of shots that I didn't know that they, well, besides how they did the, you know, the, using the stagecraft, those big, large led screens, um, they, besides like that new technology, they also did old school technology of like force perspective and, uh, miniature models and just use different camera angles to shoot those. Like the, when, uh, when they're getting, uh, when Mando's getting the rancor, um, a- and that like huge, like layer scene, I mean, that's actually a miniature, you know, <laughs> it's not, it, it's a, it's just a combination of miniature and camera work and stuff to make it look like it's a huge, you know, scene when it's actually just like a miniature that could just like fit on a table, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's really cool.
2: I hope, I hope they bring the Mandalorian experience, um, like have it maybe touring or something like that. Like they did. a number of years ago they did like this whole science of Star Wars um exhibit that was touring around like different museums and it came to the Minneapolis or the Minnesota uh Science Museum and I went to that and it was tied in with well it had like obviously uh props and ships and droids and stuff but then they kind of tied it in with uh like steam and IT and um like real world working droids or what what ideas like kinda came up from uh Star Wars or what what things we use now were inspired by Star Wars and such. So
0: when when did that uh like happen? When was that there? Um I it had
2: to been it had stuff from besides the classics, the you know the original movies, it had stuff from at least the phantom menace in there because i remember distinctly um like they had some of amidala like they had a costume from Amadala and such so it had to have been like 99 or 2000 or something like that
0: it's like i it it, i was gonna say if that was more recent I'm like, what? How did they miss this? Because I'm like, spitting distance from Minnesota, like I, I'm an hour away from the border, and like three-hour drive to Duluth, Minnesota. So it's like, how? How did I miss this? I'm like, oh, it was earlier. So
2: I'm in Min- <laughs> I'm in Minnesota. I'm in the Twin Cities. <laughs> You're
0: like the freaking neighbor.
2: <laughs> yeah. So there's there's a local a place called Lake Bryant Bowl that uh um, does uh annual showing of the Star Wars holiday um show and stuff at at it's a it's a bar slash bowling alley and stuff so (laughs) so that's great
1: Melissa you have to get down to Minnesota then and hang out with Janelle at that now Uh, heck yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's yeah.
2: a there's a pretty good like you know Star Wars community here. I have to say there's a there's the and fir- the local 501st and stuff. But then also you know we have Fantasy Flight in Roseville, Minnesota, and or you know Asmodee owns them now. But they make you know uh, Legion and Imperial Assault, X-Wing, Armada, and stuff. Um, so they're like And then, like, board games, like, uh, Outer Rim and stuff. So, they're, you know, right there and stuff. So.
1: That's neat. Very neat. So,
2: yeah. So, um, yeah, other than that, um, like, Star Wars Celebration, awesome. Galaxies, edge and disneyland it's fantastic
1: um is the is the wait for rise of the resistance still ridiculous
2: um it is um but my husband and i went to disneyland at rope drop where you get there super early and that was the first ride we went on to we just beelined it to galaxy's edge to get to (laughs) that ride um but you can also use uh that genie plus app that they have where you can um you can purchase uh a time to ride but sometimes like those are all gone and stuff even so that's why my husband and i just made a beeline to galaxy's edge to just we'll be you know get in line there first and stuff and because we got in line like in the morning it was like like it we didn't even wait thirty
1: minutes and stuff, which was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I used to listen to a couple of uh, theme park podcasts, and they talk about when that ride, especially when that ride first opened, you had to get there like right when the the park opened
0: mm-hmm.
1: to get in line.
2: Yeah, but we also we also went on we went to Disneyland on a Monday, so it probably wasn't like as busy as it could have been and stuff. So. <laughs>
1: Well, they usually say Disneyland is more for tourists or more for the locals than for tourists, too. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah.
1: That's neat. I I don't think I have any other questions for Janelle. No, I don't
0: think I do either.
1: I I I think we both want to thank you for coming on and talk about this. So I think we'll have you on again just to like shoot the shit about something random, Star Wars, just.
2: Yeah, Melissa could come down here and podcast from here. (laughs) I'd totally do that. (laughs)
0: That That'd be awesome. We
1: we have talked we have talked about meeting in St. Paul next year for a hockey game, but which is going to
0: happen? Damn it, we're going to do this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be it. I actually went to my first hockey game ever in uh, February of 2020, right before the pandemic hit and stuff, which was which was awesome. <laughs> I,
1: I went to my first NHL game probably about two weeks where everything shut down in mm-hmm. Nashville. It was just like perfect timing.
2: And the funny thing was, um, so uh, my husband's friend got us – tickets to the wild game and they were playing the Vancouver Canucks (laughs) and I when I lived in I lived in Vancouver for a time and I always I always walked past you know the arena and stuff where they played at and on my way to school and yeah I'd never went to a hockey game while I was in Canada I committed a mortal sin
0: um
1: I hear that I hear that sport's big up there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just, you know, getting off the ground, you know. We're we're not that interested in it.
1: <laughs> well certainly bless uh ever since you've been born, I think you're I think uh Canada's only won one Stanley Cup since you've been born. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what seven,
1: eight, seven, eight teams combined. I've won the cup once or twice since you've been born. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So in, so in Vancouver, there's Stanley park and that's the namesake for the cup and stuff. Um, and Stanley park is a, is amazing experience and stuff. They have, you know, beaches and nature walkways and gardens and stuff. It's, it's, you know, it's you're in the urban Vancouver, but then you can, like, escape to Stanley Park and stuff and do, like, bike rides, walk, or visit the beaches or walk in the woods and stuff. It's it's pretty fantastic.
0: Yeah, I've heard about that. And, yeah, it would be pretty neat to check out and see.
1: Well, Vancouver is essentially Hollywood now. Oh, yeah, North Hollywood,
2: <laughs> <laughs> they call it. And when when I lived there, so I was i was there from 2013 to 2014 attending vancouver film school for 3d animation visual effects um and they were filming the first deadpool movie while i was there and the beginning highway scene where they're doing that chase i can see my apartment in the background
1: (laughs) (laughs) nice it's
2: like oh i miss it But a lot of times they were filming like TV shows and stuff like iZombie, Flash, um, Psych, um, a, a number of TV shows were always filming. So then when when I come home to my apartment and stuff, I'd have this flyer and that would say like, Do not call the cops at 2 a.m. Because we are having a horde of zombies and stuff. And we're having a a, a military thing. You'll hear explosions. You'll hear shots. Don't call the police. This is all planned and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay. Yep. Zombies coming by the doorway. Okay. Yeah. Just your normal day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Look, there's a guy in a red suit flipping over vehicles on the highway. Yeah, It's Tuesday. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, I just listened to an an old episode uh Tongue Tied. I uh, was listening to an old episode of uh ID ten T with Alan Tudick and he's essentially living in Vancouver now too because that's where his show Resident Alien is filming. Mm-hmm. So he essentially lives in Vancouver now, he says.
0: Yeah, he he moved over there, yeah.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of studios that have, you know, Sony's up there, Framestore, ILM has a a presence there. Um, Just a lot of visual effects studios and animation studios are up there and stuff because of, you know, the tax credits and stuff. Now, Minnesota has just recently passed their uh, tax credit program again. So, um, just a couple of weeks ago we had the we had the actor that plays uh, Joey in stranger things um, come to Jordan Minnesota to film part of a movie I don't know what movie it is because they never they never said what what it was but but yeah so Minnesota's trying to get into the Film tax credit stuff.
1: So, you know what that means? Time for a grumpy old men reboot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that'd be excellent.
1: <laughs> well when I think of Minnesota, I think of the grumpy old men films. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, and then a lot of a lot of people. When I or went, the to, Mighty Ducks films. Fuck. Yeah, the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Or, or uh, some people were like, oh, th- that movie Fargo, and it's like, oh gosh, first Fargo is in North Dakota, uh, you know.
1: <laughs> they just stole our accents, but it's in North Dakota,
2: yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh,
1: goodness, that's okay if you ask Adam Sandler. Iowans sound like they're from Fargo, North Dakota, too. Oh gosh. That's a bit of a stretch. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> fun times. Fun times. Well, it's, it's been great having you on, Janelle. We has, we, I know we've talked off and on over the last few years, but it's been great to have, have you have and actually sit down and have a nice discussion with you.
2: Yeah, it was awesome. So I'm, I'm so glad we were able to do this and got to meet Melissa virtually and stuff. Um, been listening to the podcast for a while, so... <laughs>
1: One of our twelve listeners is on the show. (laughs) Yes. I'm proud. Twelve T-shirt to say I'm one in (laughs) twelve.
2: Oh goodness.
1: One in twelve. What exactly?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, thank you for having me on, and um, yeah, now I'm. I, I am still, I'm still trying to find, uh, uh, you know, places to put all the stuff that I got at Star Wars Celebration (laughs) posters and all that stuff. So
1: yeah, wall space is a convention's worst enemy. Yes. Uh before we go, do you want to plug that website one more time?
2: Yeah, it's uh D I Y O R A M A events. So DIYoramaevents.com and there you can uh learn more about the uh Diorama crew and see like our past builds and then also like view video and pictures from our um Mandalorian build that we just did. Um yeah, and then um and if you're really interested in being a part of the crew, feel free to like uh contact um there's a there's a contact form on there that you can send a message and stuff and um I'm sure Jamie or Alyssa will contact you back. They're 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 awesome people, so
1: <laughs> nice. Well, once again, thank you for coming on. It's been a blast. We'll we'll definitely have you back on again. Cool. Uh, Melissa, where can the listeners keep up with you if they choose?
0: Uh, They can keep up with me on uh, Twitter and Instagram, at n 25 It's all lowercase, nothing fancy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you can find kind of a whole bunch of randomness on my Instagram uh, nature pictures, elusive Bigfoot selfies, things like that. And Twitter is just a whole bunch of random, nerdy stuff. So, yeah, if you want to check me out on there, you can. And where can they find you, Jared?
1: And don't forget, coming soon, we'll have pictures of you hanging out in Minnesota with Janelle.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, you can keep up with me on Twitter and Instagram at QCA underscore Mista, M I S T A underscore J. It's where you find pictures of my cats because that's what the internet is for. Uh, if you want to keep up with us as a podcast as a whole, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nation's Podcast. And if you want to send us an email, uh, you can send that to nation's Podcast at gmail.com.
0: And if you want to keep listening to us as a podcast, you can find us at our home at Podbean. Uh, you can also find us at uh, iHeart Radio, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And on any one of those platforms, be sure to leave a rating and review.
1: And be sure to stay tuned to those podcast feeds. As as we end every episode from here on out, it's uh, the world's a scary place, but uh. Oh, fuck it. This is the way. The thoughts and opinions expressed by your ambassadors and their guests are theirs and theirs alone,
0: And do not represent the companies they happen to work for. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks for listening, guys.